Weebs. Welcome to Weeboots, the only contemporary anime review podcast from Gigaboots.com. I'm your host, Anime Danime, and with me is Bob. Hey, guys. From Gigaboots, Mr. Feel. Hello. I got my order mixed up. And KZ from KZExcellent.com. Mr. Feel, by the way, from Mr. Feel's Water Ride. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Today, we are reviewing the anime movie, Bubble. It's about bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. No, um, that would have been nice. <laughs> Booble. It's like the DC movies when they just have the name of the character. <laughs> yes. This is the Joker for bubbles. We're reviewing Bubble, the uh, little, or, I mean, movie on Netflix that is anime uh, made by we Studio. Uh, Bob. Yeah. Can you give us some quick deets on who made this thing and why? <laughs> Well, as you just said, it's by Wit Studio Wit. or Wit. whatever, <laughs> who, who worked on, you know, Spy X Family, the last thing we reviewed. Oh, shit. Attack on Titan. I've heard of that. Vinland Saga. So they're kind of big I've deal. I've also heard of that. Yeah. Uh, I had a stroke during the intro. Yeah. Because of the character designer. Yes. The original character designer is uh, Takahashi Obata. Takeshi. Takeshi. My bad. Uh from death thank god thank god none of these characters look directly at the camera and talked about their opinions on homosexual people <laughs> that would have uh that would have been unideal that that would have been a dead giveaway just draw don't say anything oh no i had no idea <laughs> anyway it, the, the director <laughs> uh is uh, tetsuro araki the director from Attack on Titan, Death Note, High School of the Dead, and Kabinari of the Iron Fortress. So he's uh, also done quite a few things. Well, I'm really glad it shares a director because I spent a good third of this movie imagining uh, Light screaming at them that they don't know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> God. Put your back into it. First this arm. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, this uh this showed up pretty recently on Netflix, correct? Yeah, just in the last couple of weeks. Uh so we went in blind, didn't know a single thing about it. We were just like, look up the word bubble. And then we stumbled across another Netflix thing no this one no one had heard about, which was like what was it? Uh uh a key? Is it key or peel? I don't remember. I God can never, damn remember. It, I can never get it right. I think it's peel. Yeah, I think it's peel. Okay. Anyways, whichever one no, doesn't do the No, it's keel. God damn it. It's key. Anyways, <laughs> the other half of Key and Peel, the key part, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, uh, did a comedy featuring a bunch of people about filming during COVID. And it's. Anyway, it seemed uh, pretty good. Anyways, we yeah, watched that, this, though. That was called The Bubble. Very yes, that's different. true. The Bubble is different from Bubble, is different from Soda Bubbles? Yeah. <laughs> what, what the fuck was the name of that? Soda Bubbles? Fizz up something. like feelings or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Words bubble up like soda pop. There we go. Okay. Uh, now I'm uh, listener. Weeaboots boots is not about immediately spoiling the anime, but what I'm going to say should not qualify as spoilers, but absolutely does. So this is the Little Mermaid, and not like the Disney one. It is just the original Little Mermaid. 
Yeah, the classic story. Um, that, that would be fine, right? Yes. It would be fine if it was just like, oh, it's their take on that. If they didn't bring up the Little Mermaid 17 times within this film. Yeah, it's nonstop. It's like, um, this could have been interesting if, it, if you weren't just doing this. <laughs> but let's I, I, could, I could feel the mood in the room drop the first time they say the title of the little mermaid i'm just like guys i it was obvious do you have to seriously anyway we we got to talk about the world design and other things that make this different so five years ago bubbles started dropping all over the world and uh had unusual powers an explosion happened in the middle of tokyo which became encased in a giant bubble the bubbles still fall there uh flooding the city and etc uh people are forbidden to live there uh it's marked off as non-residential but boys as the retrospective <laughs> monologue explains started participating in dangerous games called battle core which is a mix of battle and parkour uh, these boys who started participating in that all loved uh, lost loved ones from the phenomenon. And uh, there's a mysterious song seemingly coming out of the tower. Is it ghosts? Maybe. <laughs> I think I covered it. Thank you, movie, for providing me with my synopsis of the world. <laughs> you know, Bubble is a really uh, fitting name for this because, you know, bubbles are hollow. Yes, I was going to say. There's nothing inside them. <laughs> the, very good metaphor because its skin is paper thin and it's mostly empty. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I'm sorry, listener, if you tuned in looking at this thumbnail and checking out trailers and being like, this looks really cool. I'm excited for them to explain why it's cool. Um. <laughs> 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 what? what was that? Yeah, that you got you got uh, he, a feel. You, he, you, he, <laughs> he got it. That's that's the feeling you have about a third into this, halfway into it, where you just I, start I, to realize, I, oh no. Oh, nothing's going to happen. Mm, yeah. D d is there a story? No. I'm like not really. I'm like, okay, but they're taking, you know, you know, you see um oh, what's the name of the the dude? Oh, Summer Wars guy. I don't remember. God damn moment. it. Which one are we talking about? The director of Summer Wars? Yeah. Uh, I'm looking it up. Okay, so this isn't like a Hasoda film where there's like... No, the, it looks where like there's this substance. And it's sort of parodying this story, right? Right. It's, it's, it's its own take of this story. And then it deviates enough and it has enough interesting, unique things about it to really make it sync. Um, from anything but a world setting angle, uh, the, this this literally does not do that at all. And so when it starts going, the Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid, for the last hour of it, it's like trying to let you know, no, seriously, the whole way down. <laughs> like, uh, I, I really tried to, like, scrape this one for some meaning. Like, surely there's something here, like, in the corners, like, like when you're trying to get the last bit of peanut butter out of the jar and you have the... the <laughs> You have the spoon and you're really scraping, but it's like, no, yeah. it's like, it, it can't, like, it's not even like quirky girl will fix your mental illnesses because he doesn't have a mental illness. He just has sensitivity to sound. Yeah. He has like an extremely ag aggressive misophonia, basically kind of like I do, uh, but not that bad, obviously. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's, it's weird because like, you know, it has some themes like the theme of death and rebirth, you know, things like that, cycles of creation. 
but and and, and certain <laughs> yeah, visual you, motifs, but they literally say what it all is. Right. Of like you can't say it as a scene when it's like, no, they just said that. Yeah. It doesn't really have a theme. It's trying to build parallels. It is, but it's just saying them. Exactly. And, and it's just boring. And that's what I was gonna get into. It's like it doesn't have anything to say about that. It doesn't have an interesting perspective. It doesn't have grounding for these themes um to tap into anything and for anyone who thinks that's literally out of nowhere no that there is god a multi-minute monologue or allegedly dialogue about the themes and visual motifs of this movie (laughs) as yo you know about vortexes yo i love those i flush the toilet and see them all the time (laughs) that's how i found this film anyway god damn it uh, I really wish. Let's talk a little bit more about the world. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I, like <laughs> frequently I can get by in a mo- with an anime film based on oh it's a cool world and I just get to feel like I get to explore that world and see a bunch of neat little things about it. Instead, it's just this is a flooded Tokyo. We're going to show a couple of these parkour battles but we really don't get any sense for what it's like to live here. Yeah, it doesn't feel like... It's also, like, it's also completely negated by the fact of, like, no, it's only Tokyo. Everywhere else is fine. Yeah, they could just leave. They they even have a weird thing at the beginning of the movie where the main character is like, one day I'll leave here. And then they forget that that's an arc for him, and they they never talk about it again. Uh, Yeah, he says, uh, (laughs) someday I'll leave, but I can't yet. Right? And it's like, okay, why? And it, it... it because wasn't clear that it was the, because of the song, right? It was because of the song, but it's like that doesn't really, it doesn't really go anywhere. It, it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. Like there's like there's so many things that I thought this thing could do. Like, okay, somebody died and he has like weird trauma he can't move past, or or like there's or like some sort of societal thing. But there's nothing. It's just like they don't leave because then there wouldn't be a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there is some cool stuff here like they, they live on this uh old boat sh- boat yeah it's like a, it's a the, cruiser of some sort well it's the japanese uh naval guard yeah like they they're on a rayo uh on the boat called rayo which is a japanese coast guard thing and I, I i thought that was neat and i too expected this to give me a lived in sort of exploration of what it means to live and exist in this world but it really doesn't and you know i'm drawing this comparison but you need to understand it's only because i can't immediately pull up others um but you know that last ava film uh-huh and how good of a this is <laughs> what it's like fair. no it's not but there are countless <laughs> please, other please there are please, countless other please, animes please. that explored what, what it felt please. like to live in their world yeah no I, i'm I, like, pointing out that's that's the absolute ceiling I, I, and it didn't even go in that like direction I, I have another thing that's uh probably just as cruel uh, every single ghibli film every yeah, single obviously. one is better at living in a world <laughs> yeah of course ponyo might be one of the worst about that and it did a great job yes. compared to this <laughs> Ponyo is a god compared to this. <laughs> <laughs> there's no Sasuke. Uh, our main character is a Sasuke, but <laughs> there's no ham. 
that's the problem with this film. There's no way. Obviously, that's the main I, problem. If you don't have ham, you I just have ham. Sprite and Chalky. <laughs> hey Dan, they have plenty of Coca-Cola like classic. Uh, that's true. Yep. <laughs> There's also all these other characters that don't get any development at all. Well, yeah, that's see, what this I was is... going to go into too. Of like, not even one of them gets development at all. Which is funny because I changed how I write notes for things for this movie. Okay. And so I wrote Uh-oh. down some of their names. Ooh. Uh, we have Kai, who is a jealous, ego-driven horn dog cuck. So yeah, he's Kai from Gundam. He's Kai from seemingly everything. If somebody knows a Kai that isn't this, please leave it in the comments. Uh, we have Usagi, which is the Naruto-like ninja child. Yeah. Uh, you know, Should our main die. character, the Sasuke type, is Hibiki. Uh, he has headphones on to tune out how loud things are and uh, helps him cope. Uh, we have Sheen, who's the older guy, who's probably 24, but they didn't actually say. <laughs> they, yeah, they never actually say how old that man is. Uh, he, When he puts a red headband in his hair at one point in the film, I won't say what point, it makes him look like a grown-up Azuma Kazuma from Yakitate, Japan, and <laughs> I, I lost it. I don't want to think about Azuma being this ribbed. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! He's <laughs> jacked! <laughs> Look, you know, kneading dough all day is a very exhausting thing. I mean, I get it. Like that's how that's the trajectory characters in that very show went on. See, he has he has solar <laughs> hands. Now he has solar eight packs. <laughs> uh, and then then we have Makoto, the completely stacked science researcher who lives with the team while studying data in the bubble bubble pertaining to things like the gravity uh, wells and gravity inversions. And things like that, because while the city is flooded, there's also bubbles floating everywhere and gravity inversions for a lot of things. So, you know, floating debris and stuff like that. And everything's crazy. Yeah, there are lots of weird ideas there that they don't explore at all. There's like, oh, those are spider webs. We don't want to get caught up in them during our parkour. It's like, I feel like you probably do more than that (laughs) with this this concept (laughs) or or they're like, here are these cute names for things that will seemingly just atomize you. Uh, instead of exploring these things and making them interesting, they just go, hey, golden ratio. And then they show the golden ratio on screen. <laughs> they have nothing to say about the golden ratio, but we're going to give her a seashell later. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, you didn't, yeah. You, didn't you didn't talk about Uta. <laughs> no, I didn't talk about quirky bubble girl. Yeah, I was going to say she's puru core, but that's <laughs> something only for Gundam Double Zeta fans. D- dude, that I feel like that's mean <laughs> to her. I, I, calling her puru core is mean to her. <laughs> She's much more normal. She just acts like a feral cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know we're digging through the mud, but... <laughs> but yeah, Uta is a quirky bubble girl who comes out of the water at one point, and uh, she she seemingly can't touch people, or she starts exploding into bubbles. No, she can only not touch the main guy, it seems like, because I'm pretty sure she she touches other people, like the scientists and stuff. It's Are really, you sure? Pretty sure I, it's just I the saw, main guy. Bob, I saw them spooning. I think they just forgot for that scene. No, no, because they, 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 she touches other people. Like, that hems up. Okay. Uh, I think it's because there's something to do with the air from him hit an air of the bubble and they fuse, so I guess that she's part him or something. I'm putting more meanings to this than they probably wrote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We like, should talk I'm about really... the golden ratio instead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the he's the prince, so of course he's gonna have a special effect on her. You know how like you have a theme for a thing, and when it kicks in during important action, it's supposed to be a hype moment. 
they did that so many times in this that it just lost all meaning. They're like, here's the main theme being hummed again with a, a driving backbeat. And I'm like, this is like the fourth time you've tried to do this for an important moment. It's really not doing anything for me right now. Yeah. Can I we... like I like the horror version of the main theme, though. That's, that's pretty cool. Oh, like the evil hum? Yes. Yeah. Yes, the hiss. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think that the audio and stuff is pretty neat in this, but it's not enough to really pull out the rest no not really yeah it, it it it's so vapid yeah it's it's just like uh we want to make like a, a an anime version of the little mermaid with parkour and it's like you have anything else no this really came off where where they have specific ideas they wanted to do from an animation and set piece aspect of it because it's like it's wit studio and toward the end they're doing things that it's like yes the attack on titan animators definitely would think to do something this like extravagant from an animation perspective but they didn't really have a story to carry it it really feels like the story was secondary and what we got was something that um was was that thin yeah it feels that it's just in service of the other thing but they try to make it feel a bit more emotional and profound with the fact that that music does swell i feel like six times yeah where it's just they're they're doing it and i'm like i like when you're doing it but everything that leads into it i don't think is remarkable i mean it also doesn't help that some of those animation sequences with the 3d environments and 2d characters just made me think of time and eternity on the ps3 (laughs) that's that's not (laughs) good we had a couple we had a couple really rough moments like that i think whenever it's fully 2d it looks fairly nice because you know the characters (laughs) match up with the environment in a physical sense right Mm. i don't think it's impossible to have a 3d environment and a 2d character interacting with it but they sure made it look impossible i i um i also wrote uh temple run because (laughs) there is a there's a scene exactly halfway through the movie where it locks the camera behind someone fully 3d environment and them looping a run animation i'm like this is (laughs) <laughs> he needs to swipe left he's gonna run into that wall <laughs> yeah it's uh i i really wish there was more here it's definitely trying to be one of those films where there is something deeper there where there's something more interesting there but it just there's nothing of substance can we talk about the part where they kidnap the scientist lady uh yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say that's fair game it's about halfway through the film yeah it it's really weird because they build up this enemy team. I think they're called the Undertakers. I just thought of Big Top Burger. I, I didn't. Uh, morticians. Uh, the Morticians. I think they have both names. Like one's their YouTube name, one's their regular name. It's weird. Okay. Um, they do this thing where they kidnap the scientist lady, and it feels like it's going to be bigger than it is. And all it yeah. results in is, yeah, we just do the, the run like we regularly do. And it's not the climax of the movie, which I thought it might have been. And then the the that these dudes who are prompted promoted like the only villain we have going don't really do anything and it just comes off as lame they they also have like super tech for no reason yeah they have the jet boosty shoes because they're influencers which are all inherently evil <laughs> it's like they have sponsors so they have these boots boots that shoot them through the air yeah they shoot water out infinitely <laughs> which might be attached to the uh to to, to the plot point that is dropped almost immediately of, of scientists not being able to figure out anything about this 
this phenomenon which which then goes away at the end and nothing is achieved and i feel really cheated for watching this movie yeah i was gonna yeah. say the conclusion of this film kind of matches up with this there, there are parallels between the conclusion and this thing bob's talking about with this group and how it's we establish a thing we build up to it unsatisfying conclusion there's definitely a similar arc there uh i think it's yeah, really unfortunate I, <laughs> yeah i i feel like if what what is basically an entire like 30 minutes plus was not spent on solving the bubble thing and instead focused on the the other the other teams or this this antagonist group the film would have done a lot better where i kind of felt like we're clearly leading toward a climax with them but then it just becomes a thing of they were beaten and now a crisis happens so i guess they're cool now yeah they're they're just like hey you, do you need our tech? <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to... At, once I realized this movie's <clears throat> soulless, hollow, vapid. Um, choose your word. Uh, I tried to appreciate it on just a visual side, and I feel like it doesn't fire on enough cylinders for me to just be like, oh, this was pretty. No, it doesn't. It, the weird thing is it does numerous cut-in shots of faces, which are like manga levels of shaded like hyper detailed lips and face and all sorts of other things. And I'm like, eh, it looks nice for four seconds while it does that. And then it cuts to the wide and everyone's flat. It's really jarring. And I wish more of it looked like this because then I could be like, it doesn't matter if you appreciate the plot or anything else. It looks really good, which yeah. is a spot like you can. I think there's value in that for sure. But this doesn't have that. Right. I, I was like, I like some of the action sequences with the way that they they designed all the parkour, but it doesn't it that's not enough it, it it's enough for the first 10 minutes yeah like that first opening thing is like oh this is neat and then it's like you don't have anything else do you <laughs> it also and this really bothered me how so many characters um are differently abled mm-hmm. which doesn't seem to to matter at all and just seems to be a thing we're we're, we're which like is fine obviously but you'd think there'd be some kind of theme about it but there's especially when the main character also has a condition where it's like there's him there's the mentor guy who has a prosthetic leg um and then there's the one of the villains can't talk or villains <laughs> look they did a kidnapping it was lame so <laughs> one of the evil one of the evil tech parkourers obviously can't talk because they never talk and they talk with a with like a with like a speech synthesizer yeah and it's, it's like se- do you have anything to say to that no it seemingly could be like just their uh coordinator who's talking through their hand jewel or whatever but we don't know <laughs> yeah i got the really impression that it, that it was them but yeah i don't know <laughs> I, I think what really got me is you know part of this movie is like a competition like movie for young people and i've seen many of those in my time the fact that they beat this nefarious team that causes problems and literally tries to get multiple of them killed. And there's no real reaction from them except uh, they're wet and they're on a boat at one point. Kind of bothered me. I'm like, can we at least get a reaction of you being pissed or saying any line at all? Oh, they're in it for the views. They got plenty of good views, even if they failed. Even them saying that. Yeah, would have got literally nothing. It's just like... They're out, and they will no lo- they will no longer speak except for one line to say, "Hey, things are bad in this third act." It, it's like when 
if you're gonna have a team do some, something fucked up, I want them to kind of seethe over over not achieving anything. Mm-hmm. Or display any sort of characterization, like, at yeah, all from yeah, anything. <laughs> see, here's the thing. For me, I was interpreting this entire team as, like, the manufactured VTuber thing. Uh-huh. Right? Where it's just somebody's running the whole thing from behind the scenes. Their individual personalities are manufactured, in a sense. Like, they're basically hollow, and it doesn't matter. Um, but then they have nothing to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, the, and the other ones with them talk. It's only the leader who can't. Is is that true? Yeah, because we hear other ones talk normally. Yeah, <laughs> I there was really with all of this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what? What's up? I just if this film didn't try to make itself one that was about immersing yourself in a really interesting world. And had some sort of deeper meaning. I can imagine a version of this film that's less disappointing, right? Like, it's it's really easy to imagine a version of this film that isn't as disappointing. It's just, we, we have bad setup and payoff and conflict moments all over it, basically. <sighs> yeah, it does feel like it's, we got the worst version of what they could have made. <laughs> yeah, it feels, it feels pretty rough. This is, this is this is just unfortunate. Um, I think this is the most I've been disappointed in a thing in Wii U booths for a while. Um, because, you know, you, you see new seasons of Fooly Cooly, and you can see that shit from space. Like, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you don't go into worlds and harem thinking you're going to watch anything that might be good. <laughs> and then you watch a nine, and you're like, wow, this turned out great. <laughs> that opening's very clear about what that anime is going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This opening had any hope at all. I feel like it all drops out by 20 minutes in. God, I, I don't know if we want to talk about absolute end of the movie spoilers or not. Um, I feel like we're kind of spinning our tires talking about the movie in general. So we'll go ahead and open it up to that. So that way we have some more to talk about. Because there's, there's definitely going to be a significant amount of people listening right now who have already decided they're probably not going to go watch it. Uh-huh. And for those who are in that category or don't care about spoilers, I think we're servicing them by talking about just the f- film at large. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So at the end of the film, they get into the Tokyo Tower, something no one's been able to do before. And I guess that's the goal that Shin and the main character both had. I don't know why Shin had that goal, and I found that very confusing. Yeah, that was tacked on. He's an older guy, so he makes mistakes sometimes. I don't know. They don't write. And they get inside, and for some reason, it's now flashback to the original, like, what happened those five years ago at this tower. Mm -hmm. And it just starts over-explaining everything in the movie again. Like, here's, here's the thing you're not even talking about, as you mentioned this. Okay. Less than 10 minutes earlier in the movie, they have a bubble hit his forehead and do the same thing. Yeah. That's the part where it was really like, you know, if he didn't have that happen, then it would be okay right now to see the past, to live in that moment Mm -hmm. when the bubbles happen. Fucking bubbles. I I feel like you see the young version of the main character looking outside from the tower maybe five times in this film. It's like they keep doing it in trying to over explain that yes, that bubble was Uta. It's like, yeah, movie. 
that's what the whole thing has been about. How do you think yeah. I'm not getting this after two hours? <laughs> it feels like um, it feels like a Death Stranding Kojima esque explanation for nothing. Yeah, it's like there's nothing. There's almost nothing to get here. Like yeah. it's her. Yeah, that it was singing and it was her voice. Right. I'm. I'm like. I'm like. What did you? <laughs> You needed it to fill up the 90 minutes, I guess, is, is why you did this. Because otherwise, I'm like, you don't need to... I'm pretty sure even young children are going to be able to get it very quickly in the first two times you flash to this area. Yeah, I sit here and I do wonder, like, this is the first time in a while that I've watched an anime movie and I felt like it really stretched its duration, right? Yeah, no, this is this is rough. I don't know. I don't know why they felt they needed to do this. I mean, maybe there was a Netflix mandate to be an hour and a half. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's what's up. The weird thing is none of it, it as I said, it feels like it's really stretching to fill that, but none of it really feels like absolute filler that's been shoved in, mm-hmm. except for the fake villains. <laughs> I can't believe those are fake villains. They they dress like such villains. I mean, yeah, they 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 dressed up as the rivals from Big Top Burger. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, yeah, I don't. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... I still start getting so heavy handed. Was it's like the Little Mermaid? She turns up sea foam, and I was like, well, maybe last minute they're gonna do something weird and different. No. I know <laughs> right. that was the thing. Every time they kept bringing it up, I was more and more convinced they're literally going to do nothing different. And it's like, nope, oh, oh. they didn't. Oh, okay, she dissolved, and like he's like, oh, she's always with me. Uh, was there anything more to like any thematic relationship between the two, or like anything? No, no. I'm like, okay, yeah. I guess I'll, I guess I'll be leaving. <laughs> did, did did this final? thing that we've accomplished here and the bubble crisis no no it did <laughs> it did yeah no there's still bubbles going around in tokyo yeah. no yeah. no the, no they all no they all go away that's why the last shot has all the cranes and shit they're rebuilding yeah they are rebuilding but there's still bubbles yeah, like there's still, still the there, one following they're... him that's his girlfriend or something well there's the one yeah, that's, that's the only one him i think he i think the uta bubble following him is the only one though okay i'm pretty it, sure it, yeah, the the last shots are like them re very obviously them rebuilding and all the waters gone. Right, right, yeah. So it's it's fixed. I saw some stuff was still flooded, but I did come out of that exactly confused of like, all right, the evil red bubbles are gone. <laughs> but there's still blue stuff happening, I guess. Also, I liked the uh incredibly heavy handed thing of like the crisis is over. Um this child soldier is going to be shot, uh, but Bubbles got in the way of this dude's sniper scope. Yeah, this film is really good at nuance. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> man. That that was the moment where I'm like, okay, I'm not... I don't hate your movie, but you're trying to make me. <laughs> God, I just rewatched the ending. The freeze frame mid-flip. Okay. And it's just like, this is a cool moment. It's... I hated that freeze frame so much because uh, they, they start doing the hum thing that they do constantly because it's just that's her voice that makes the bubbles do the thing. Mm-hmm. And they held on it for like four times longer than I needed them to. I'm like, please just cut. I'm begging you. Yeah, sure enough, it is flooded, which doesn't make a ton of sense because if the bubble went down, it should have flooded all of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and 
thus Tokyo should not still have uh, what appears to be five stories of flooding. Yeah, yeah weren't you saying something where it's like you hoped if they tried to actually properly escape, they would fall out and fall yeah, several beca- thousand feet? Because because they're <laughs> they're on the radio and they're they're like, oh no, there's trouble. We need to escape. But then they don't actually try to escape the bubble at any point. And I was like, if they if they pilot the ship out of this bubble where there is flooding up to four stories, they'll just drive out and crush crash into a city street like on the outside, which would be hilarious. But no. And you're right, they they absolutely did not do that, but the idea of it was, like, really funny. The the stress of, oh, no, it's going to blow up again. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, they, they all, it, the whole movie, it feels like there are cooler things they could be doing with this concept. They're much more interesting things. Instead, you keep doing the same thing over and over. Of They're going to parkour through some stuff. It'll look okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked when Shin busted out his um le- what they call it legendary tricking. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that was uh, very funny. It, yes, it was. Um, it also seemed to give him magical powers to let him jump way farther than anyone else on the cast. Yes, <laughs> I like the part where it's like he's like I'm gonna. Sh- he's the old guy, right? Just yeah, so I'm yeah, remembering yeah. names. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm gonna show you the optimal route to get to the uh, the observatory. And then he's running across, like, uh, a, a destroyed building and then does, like, a jump kick with his prosthetic leg against debris that's flying at him. I'm like, I'm glad that shit didn't break your fucking, your fucking robot leg. Well, it did when he launched him later in the movie. Yeah, I just think it's funny because that fucking thing looked like it was going 50 miles an hour directly at him. It, like, and I don't know why they decided to make this a movie. Because I feel like anything it could have is negated by it being just a movie. Because you don't even, like, they don't even flesh out this sport. Like, apparently there's that one redheaded guy whose strategy is to just body slam you if he gets near you. Just to fucking F5 you through the floor. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're just allowed to kill someone if you get close enough to them. (laughs) Okay, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, the battle part of Battlecore is really unexplored. Yeah, the whole idea behind Battlecore is kind of just super vague. It gets it done. It's like uh, there's supplies being dropped in the town and we Battlecore to, to them because we're in a video game. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, how does God, this is a get Fortnite here? movie. They're in a giant barrier. There's things dropped. <laughs> they have to run and get to them. I was thinking Dying Light, actually, because that game is all about parkour and them dropping supplies into the city that's sanctioned off. Meanwhile, my brain's here, and yeah, I'm just like, I'm thinking... Yeah, but it's a zombie apocalypse, so it's uh, different. Uh, they just had a zone drop down. This is reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Incoming game. And it, and they, they act like the, doing this sport keeps the all of society inside the bubble working, and it's like... What do you mean? There's no society. It's three teams. You could just be sharing these supplies, and it wouldn't be an issue. Yep. It's like they're not there isn't some larger thing of like more people trying to live here than these battle teams. It yeah. just is bizarre and horribly explained and fleshed out. Uh you know the worst part of the film mm. is when Agro accidentally forgot what this week's episode was and didn't watch this. <laughs> so I was robbed of hearing Agro either be very optimistic about this film and be like, it was actually good because there's a stacked ro- scientist. <laughs> or <laughs> Agro being like, it's mean, intellectually that is the best frustrating part of the movie. and empty. It is the best part of the movie. She's like, let me do some science. And then you hear her desk strain <laughs> as she just puts them on there. Um, 
Definitely Got the best it. part of the movie. Not even close. <laughs> I I really wish Agro was here to be optimistic uh, about it, just so it would feel less like the movie dropped like a bunch of bricks and killed everyone. I mean, that is how it felt. The movie feels like it dropped a bag of bricks on your lap and went, this is what you wanted, right? It's so frustrating that the scientist does nothing. Oh, like, 100%. <laughs> like, I, there's so many weird things happening. It's like, shouldn't you be deeply interested in this girl who came out of the bubbles? Oh, I guess I'll sleep no. with her. Oh, yeah, I'll know. spoon with her. Yeah, <laughs> like more than this. <laughs> I mean, sorry, scientist lady, you gotta you gotta science a little more. <laughs> it's okay. She, she knew that the thing that happened five years ago was happening now. Look, Bob. The important thing, okay, for uh -huh. scientist lady is having a giant ass and sitting on a ball and uh, <laughs> eating chips. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In hating Kai, which is fair. Which is fair, yeah. Kai, <laughs> yes. Kai sucks. He is, in fact, a Kai. <laughs> um, Kai got the most development of any secondary character, and I that know. was zero development. And it's, and it's, it's a Kai <laughs> arc. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. I wish we got more of the of the jobber team. Uh, the lobsters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they I, start I really to build up like... a friendship between the leader of the lobsters and that other team that, that wears yellow. I think they're called the ninjas. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like if they, if this was instead something that was like a 12 episode anime that had a chance to uh, build the world and maybe focus on that stuff more instead of more than half, what feels like more than half of this film just leading to that set piece con conclusion, it would have been a lot better characters could like develop i like that our main team is called blaze blue but backwards because <laughs> yes. it's blue blaze blue blazes <sighs> yeah so i i'm gonna go ahead and say we should end this yeah that's fair um none of us came into this expect i didn't expect anything i knew nothing about this um bob did you know anything heading uh, in? i saw some cool trailers and it was being hyped up a little bit nothing that no Okay. I didn't even know the people who worked on it until I, I looked it up for this, and I was like, oh, wow, the director of Attack on Titan, so I, this might be good. I just hit the intro credits and saw Takeshi Obata, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Am I just going to see Lightyear Gummy walk out any second now, or are we, are we more Hikaru no Go? Like, yeah, he, he was more restrained. Luckily, this is also, I guess not luckily, but this is also, you know, filtered through another character designer who normalizes it for animation, Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have as much of the, oh man, that's like Yagami energy <laughs> that something like Castlevania Judgment does. Right. Well, I mean, you know, Konami explicitly asked for it to be blatant. Yes. Because even, even Hikaru no Go is... Uh... <laughs> I'm just thinking about Platinum of the End, too. Also, it just feels like, oh, that's a light. <laughs> yeah, I've seen stuff from that. Uh, that's fair. Uh, it's fair to feel that way. Yeah, I feel like the main character in this design is a bit closer to, like, that sequel Death Note one-shot they did in terms of design. Mm. Where I'm like, yeah, his hair is kind of swirly-ish. Um, but yeah, we should we should go ahead and pump the brakes on this. This is definitely... We've explored it more than it explored itself. itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and go around. Bob, would you recommend watching Bubble? No. Would you like to elaborate? <laughs> yeah, don't watch this movie. Uh, it's, it's, it's really plain and disappointing. You can probably find any other anime movie that's better okay. <laughs> pretty easily. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, KZ, would you recommend watching Bubble? 
Uh, no, I recommend people try the bubble. That might be better. It's almost definitely better. Uh, that trailer made it look much, much better. Uh, Mr. Feel, would you recommend bubble? No, not really. Okay. Uh, yeah, obviously I, I w- also would not recommend bubble. It's wow. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I, w- I definitely think there's probably more value in watching the older little mermaid anime. Uh, there's probably more value in the Disney one even, but I don't know. Probably. <laughs> you get I... to see penis castles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got Sebastian. He's cool. Uh, Sebastian is cool. This is the worst thing I've seen from Wit Studio, maybe ever. Because <laughs> I'm also watching like a 15-minute anime they put out this season called Onipan. And that's a better show. It's a, it's a dumb yeah, comedy. I I feel like Wit usually does like a decent job. So when I saw that studio, I'm like, oh man, let's go. What? What happened? Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We We're going to shut it off now because we're tired of talking about this thing that's hollow. 